I'm sorry, this is the best I could find. It's a song called My Collection. I couldn't find anything. You found like a Cabbage Patch Kids commercial or something. Wouldn't you say My Collection's complete? Ah, and I know. Look at that. I totally forgot all about fucking the Disney side. Womp womp. I fail. Instead, I go to this song from Future. So. You probably don't want to do too much Disney anyway, otherwise their lawyers will start getting involved. Nah, nah, I mean, that one dude made that entire movie shot within the theme parks and uh, didn't get a lick of permission, and they just let that go. So it's all good. All right, go ahead and turn this off, because that's a terrible idea. Sorry, future. Not for today. Not for today. Oh, this Not is... Not for the past, either. Oh. Oop, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Man professionalism at its peak here <laughs> uh you are back with those renegade rogue assholes joe and art i'm art that's joe and this is that I'm was disappointing we're here to talk about random shit and uh today's episode we're talking about collections and collectibles and to do that we have friend of the show returning guest michael steinbach how are you doing man hello i'm doing all right about yourself oh fantastic so uh i have not had a I chance to 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 uh catch up on the show but given uh that it's been out and i believe all the episodes have aired can we spoiler alert whether or not you are a snake in the grass spoiler uh, alert well yes my episode of snake in the grass did air it was episode six um of the first season and uh, i was indeed the snake of the episode um and And I remained in the grass, which means I took home the entirety of the prize. Nice. All right, everybody. That means drinks are on Michael. What was the uh, prize? You can please, uh, uh, Michael, can you go ahead and tell us your email address? Everybody can, uh, you can request Venmo from Michael at the following email sure. address. Uh, sure. My, my uh, email address for Venmo is at art sucks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what was the prize, Michael? So the prize was $100,000. Really? Uh, if I if I had been discovered and the other three people had all voted for me as the snake, they would have split the hundred thousand dollars amongst the three of them, as I was able to remain hidden. One guy sussed it out, but since he didn't get all three people to vote for me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it it didn't succeed. I remained quote unquote hidden, and uh, I was able to win. How'd those taxes fare for you? Well, the uh, the taxes are going to be hitting. Uh, when I filed my taxes for 2022. Oh, fun times. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, thank you. Nice. Uh, even even at the maximum, uh, it's still more money in my pocket than I had before I started it. That is very true. That is very true. I think that would be true for most people. So, And and I, I will add, and it was actually something that got cut out of the episode, but I've mentioned it a couple of times on, on other podcasts and whatnot. Uh, I actually told the group when we were there, uh, right after the win, that I I was going to donate a portion of the winnings to charities in their name of their choice in their communities or however they wanted to choose them. No, so you lied to them, uh, didn't you? No, I totally intend to do it. There's an ASPCA <laughs> that's going to get some money. Uh, Notice uh, the word here. intend. I intend to. <laughs> Will I follow through? Hey, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not Amber Heard here. I intend oh, to break these. Oh, straight fire. Um, well, so, kudos uh, to you, good sir. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm. 
Um, and and I'll, I'll throw the last little plug in there of I'm I've worked with a Boys and Girls Club of America uh, here in L.A. before uh, I'm going to be donating to them. And I got the company that I work for now to uh, match a chunk of my donation as well. So there's uh, th- there'll be a couple extra thousand dollars going to them, uh, which would be really great. Ah, nice. Yeah. Well, I well, I guess that's Michael's plug for the episode when you say art. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, well uh, hey, uh, go ahead. I mean, I suppose I could talk about now that I have the prize money, I get to indulge in all those things that I wanted to collect and transition us right back into the topic of the episode. Oh, nice, Ooh. nice. Yeah. Well, actually, well, uh, well, I, I just wanted to see Joe. He's very shy. He he doesn't like to ask for things, but he wanted to know if you'd be interested in donating to his charity, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> wait, oh, see, I, were I, they I still already, a thing? What'd you say? I already oh, donated sorry. to the Eastboro Church. Ah, oh, oh, sorry, man. But sorry. Are they still a thing? I don't know. I Westboro, think so. Yeah. Pretty sure they are. Even That's if a really the, dated joke art. Is it, though? Is it? When's the last time you've heard about the Westboro Baptist Church? I don't know. When's the last time you could say it correctly? Oh, you motherfucker. Oh. All right. Given that his wife is a mother, that's technically true. That is also true. Look at that. Before, before we really get into busting balls here, why don't we go around the table and just say what we're drinking? I, I, have, uh, I am drinking another bottle of Wicked Grove hard cider this evening. What about you, Art? I have a Lagunitas Hazy Wonder IPA, and it is quite tasty. Nice. And you, Michael? Uh, I'm going fairly easy tonight. I've got a couple of bottles of Heineken in front of me. Nice. Nice. Once again, an episode where everybody's drinking good stuff. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So let's kick this off. Collectibles, right? So my big question for everybody on this is uh and you know we could really drill down into what the meaning of collections and collectibles are uh or we could keep it superficial but overall do we do you each feel that collectibles and collections are an actual investment like a financial investment or are they really just things that only val- they have value to small groups of people or certain groups of people and are otherwise just space wasters? Mm. So I am one of those assholes who falls into both categories. I will fully admit that um, what I collect takes up space. It more than likely is not going to be worth anything down the road but at the same goddamn time i want it so i will have it and as long as i can keep it within a uh, a healthy a healthy range and not be hoarder um hoarder like then i'm good with it I, I like action figures i am as most people at this point uh and i really went went into the nostalgia kick of all the toys of my heyday because apparently when i was a kid i was fucking spoiled and i did not realize it and i certainly didn't appreciate it because as i look at all the action figures i no longer have i realize the breadth of the of the collection i did have and i'm trying to get that back i know it's foolish it's a waste of money but just goddamn it i want it so i'm gonna take the cop out and say i think it's a little bit of both what about, uh, I'm going to go, you know what, Joe, you talked about buttholes too much last time. So I'm going to go to Michael. Michael. Sounds good. Um, 
I think certain things, if you collect them, can increase in value. Uh, but there's a lot of factor, a lot of exterior factors that are going to go into that. If you collect art from a local artist and then they hit big, you could make money off of it. But for me, it's a passion. It's something that I'm interested in. Uh, it's not terribly dissimilar from your action figures art. I like to collect uh, animation cells and production drawings of cartoons. Uh, a lot of things that we grew up on. Uh, I've got some Smurfs. I've got X-Men the Animated Series. Uh, I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, and I've got a couple other just random things that I found in a collection or at a store or on a shop. Like I've got some My Little Pony uh, production drawings. Uh, I'm not a brony. I don't ever remember sure. ever seeing a My Little Pony cartoon growing up. <clears throat> but it was uh, – it, it's one of those things of – it truly is – it takes an artist's skill to be able to hand paint one of those cells. It takes skill to draw out the shape of the image that you want so that you can put it up on your production board and your storyboard. It's It really is that, that crossover between nerdiness and art. And I, I have seen some of these cells, uh, you know, People will sell them for five hundred dollars. Uh, Dragon Ball Z sells a good one that shows Goku or somebody two thousand dollars and up. So there is some money to make if you stumble on a collection. You find someone <laughs> who doesn't know what they have. Uh, but for me, it's it's cool stuff. It's stuff that I'm interested in. That I've got a connection to from the past that doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Uh, and maybe somewhere down the road. Uh, the thing that I bought for 40 bucks today will be worth 50 bucks 10 years from now. And I can make a little bit of money. Uh, uh, of course, I'll, I'll lose over inflation, but I'll have the joy of it as my investment. How do you store them? Because you say don't take up much space. So that means you probably don't display all of them. I don't display all of them. I have uh, 14, 15 on display. Um but I've got probably 30, 35 uh, that are, are set aside. And some of the idea is I could swap the ones that are on display from time to time. Um, but they, you know, they, they fold up kind of nicely. I can pull them out of like, hey, you know, I, I, I've had the Wolverine versus Cable cell up for a while. Let's throw Magneto up there for a while. I could theoretically swap them out. Mm, gotcha. And you can buy more now with your winnings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As he, as he shepherded the conversation back to point. So, Joe, what about you? You've got a bunch of random shit in that house. Yeah, you know. And so help I, me Christ if you're going to talk about fucking BBJ geese or some shit. <laughs> I used to be of the mindset that collectibles really are kind of like you know it's important to really save them for future use you know to you know return on your investment you were a beanie baby stuff. guy weren't you huh you were a beanie baby guy. no but my sister was uh but but i sister. <laughs> but it's honestly all that went out the window you know the once we had our son it was um it's you know, if he wants to play with something, I couldn't in good conscience say, no, that's something I'm saving for when you're old. You know, it's something uh, I'm going to 
bequeathed to you one day in this perfect packaging and like everything else toy it's different with cells of course and such but toys are meant to be played with um so um i'm of the mindset you know you can't take it with you so um you know if my son wants to play with it now and you know if his son wants to play with his son or daughter wants to play with it with it one day and so on and so forth you know that's that's what toys you know thinking about collectibles you know toys as collectibles that's what they're for um that being said i wish i had the kind of fuck you money as a guy like uh his name is ralph sorella uh he's a howard stern's stylist and if i recall correctly he said one time on the show whenever he would buy new toys like action figures and whatnot he would buy three of each ah. uh one that he could play with yep. yep one that he could display and one that would be for that he could sell one day if it became ridiculously expensive Gotcha. Yep. That that would be ideal, and you know that's something that Michael, you can keep in mind now that you're rich. So, so <laughs> there you go. That's that's honestly the way I kind of run with mine, which is why I collect slowly. I mean, there's some things that I go batshit and a little OCD about if the collection's small enough. Like for example, there was a limited run of these H.P. Lovecraft cthulhu mythos inspired action figures that were styled after toys from the 80s early 80s late 70s and they were a very short run um but just because i i I just i don't know i just got a bug up my ass about it i obsessively searched until i could find them and i bought two of each one that i could open to play Mm -hmm. with and one that i would keep in in its package but there was the actual Cthulhu action figure who was the much bigger of the whole set. And that I could only find one of because I think there's only three or 500 in the world. And uh, so I could not buy two of that one. But yeah, so I'm kind of like that guy. But that's also why I haven't expanded my Star Trek collection and my Beetlejuice collection, because I just want to play with them at the same time. So Beetlejuice collection, the Beetlejuice toys. Yeah, you have. Oh, whoa, whoa, guys, be careful how many times you say that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. The B, the B guy, the B guy. I, I didn't know you were into the B guy. Yeah, no, when I, dude, when the movie came out, yeah, I got the toys as a kid. Like those were actually really highly detailed action figures, and they were pretty macabre because you know the couple. Of course, I can't remember their names now, but the couple, Alec Baldwin uh, and Gina Davis. Yeah, th- those two. Uh, their theirs came with two sets of heads. One which was where they're humans, and then one yeah, is yeah. where they're they're you know the where he's afterlife the creatures and, and stuff. The, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Spoiler warning, please. Oh. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert for a thirty for thirty five year old movie. Exactly, exactly. Um. Uh oh. <clears throat> hey Joe. Hey, yeah. looking behind the curtain, everybody. We're filming. We're recording this episode the same day and time as. The last one. Remember the thing I told you about, Joe? It's starting to work. Oh, do it, dear. Oh, boy. We still have a whole 15, nope, 20 minutes left. It's cool. We're good. I can make it. I I can survive this. I can survive this. Joe, talk. Are you microdosing over there? I don't know. I I don't know anything that you're talking about. (laughs) Do I I need to get your wife on the the line here? She's no better off than I am. Joe, your turn. <laughs> All right. Talk about your collectibles and things. Because you said you want to be like that guy, but you don't have anything like that necessarily. Because toys, I mean, like, you don't have to collect toys or 
or things. You could collect fucking spoons or thimbles or fucking pins. I mean, I know you you got to have something there. Well, I, I was going to talk. You know, it's it's interesting that Art brought up BJJ because one of the things I was going to BJ one of the no, topics that I wanted to ask shit. everybody here. Um, you know, we found out, for instance, that Michael collects cells and such. You know, Art has Beetlejuice toys, but and for all I know, that's going to be your guys' answer for this topic. Um, but I, I get to go first, which will give you some time to think of a new one, perhaps. Or oh, I already got it. I'm good. Or to add a different anecdote here, my topic is is what is the collectible that might surprise that that might surprise others um, that you collect. Um, and as for me, I do talk about jujitsu a lot. However. Uh, you know, Ark made the joke about, you know, you know, oh, Joe's geese and rash guards, you know, which I do have a, quite a few of each. Uh, but the thing, <laughs> the thing that I'm kind of crazy about collecting right now, there's a website out there called BJJ Fanatics. And um, they have a lot of instructionals uh, from, you know, different people in the industry and whatnot, some really, some really high profile people. Um, and they have instructional films that, that you can download you know, that, of course, per price, but that you can buy on their website and download and watch at your leisure for, for forever, basically. And I, sh I haven't watched a lot of them, but I shop on there for deals all the time because they'll have, you know, a, a $200 item that's being sold for $40 with a 50% off coupon. So, I'll, you know, and I actually talked to my wife about this because, you know, she she's a copywriter. She has a lot of experience in this field. And she told me, you know, Joe, that's a common marketing prospect, you know, practice what they're doing there. Uh, but I still fall for it. So now I have about 20 different instructionals that I haven't watched. But once I do, um, I would like to think that my coach is going to award me my black belt outright. Of course, you'll be like Neo. You'll be like, whoa. I plug myself in. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <coughs> but no, for uh, me, it would be uh, jujitsu instructional videos. I know jujitsu instructional videos. Oh, okay. So you're going to want to hold on to your opponent here. Because I'm imagining <laughs> you get like all of them, including some shit that guy, some guy did in Spokane in his basement <laughs> with a VHS. I'm imagining you have all of it. Uh, Michael, would you like to pick this up or do you want um, to? Wait? Well, I mean, I, I could talk about my sex toy collection there, but. Uh, no. Yes. I, Is it anything you would fist with? <laughs> Go on. Um, no, I, I. I don't. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I have really any other what I would term collection collection. I have a video game collection, but it's the games that I bought because I wanted to play them. Not, oh, I specifically went looking for these to hold and admire. Well, um, let me ask then, is there a cell that people might be surprised that you own? Uh, like you mentioned, uh, My Little Pony a little while ago. Is there anything, you know? else and you know you know people might say oh you know goku dragon ball makes sense but oh i didn't realize that he also had this is there anything like that um 
I, I, again, not not necessarily. I, I do have uh, a cell from the Star Trek animated series from the, the late 60s, early 70s, whenever that was running out. Um, but, um, yeah, oh, I, I, I have had the misfortune of buying a knockoff that someone, like on Etsy, repainted some uh change digital looking cell oh. and I got it and looked at it. It's like, no, th this is this is more modern. This is like they printed it on a cell instead of actually painted it. Um so so I, so I just had a like epiphany here. Are are animated cells kind of like NFTs in the sense that you own it but you really don't because everybody can watch it. It might be it. the first NFT, I guess, if you're talking about the idea of it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because the physical item, there's only one, clearly. Yeah. Right. But... So, like, I, I pulled I pulled a couple out of the collection just case. So, nice. I have a Smurf cell. This is the only one that is exactly this image. Yep. They they were not mass produced like um, copies of a movie. If, if you have someone that collects actual celluloid film reels. Those were put out. They had produced hundreds of them. They were all identical. That is somebody painted, drew, and that is one cell of a series that made up the episode. I uh, would pay good money for a cell with a Gargamel sex scene. Well, I, I'm sure that uh, somewhere out there on the Shit. internet there is. How about you go to, <laughs> dude? It's the internet. It exists. Rule thirty four, baby. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go see if I can find that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess it would have to involve Gargamel and Smurfette, and probably he has a big throbbing cock that's probably blasting stuff everywhere. I I can't say what it's blasting because that'll oh that might start things. Segment. That's right. So let's see, uh, Garg. Would it, would it surprise you to know that there are already porn parodies that exist in <laughs> film version and the guy who plays Gargamel he's wearing a bald cap and these giant eyebrows it's so, so fucking amazing and he is fucking Smurfette oh my god I need to find this <laughs> This is only that could a be picture. On your other podcast. It, it, it has to exist. Oh no, wow! Oh, Lexi Bell is Smurfette, so that's who that is. Oh wow! Oh, this ain't the Smurfs. Triple X. Perfect. All right, now I know what to Google for. Sorry, continue on. <laughs> well, Art, is there anything you would like to add to to the discussion here? Oh yeah. So I actually do have <laughs> something that is a strange collectible, or not collectible, but a collection for me. <clears throat> that every time I say it. Somebody's surprised. Wallets. I mm. have no fucking idea why. Literally, I cannot tell you why. I just have a thing about wallets. Not a weird fetish or a kink. It's not like I wear one down my the front of my pants and, <clears throat> and bring it into the bedroom. But I just like, I don't go buying wallets anymore. Because enough people know that this is a thing where they like give me wallets for like Christmas or my birthday. So I have like a fucking suitcase and another box full of wallets from the very first time I had a wallet as a kid till today. 
And uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I like to change wallets. I'm one of those guys who like every six months to a year, I will use a different wallet unless it's like for a special trip like Vegas or something that I have my Vegas wallet or whatever. But I, I don't know. I just like to keep changing them. And I don't know. It's just a weird thing of mine, but that's probably might be surprising. So when your son opens your will one day, are you going to bequeath your wallets to him? No, those are going in the casket with me. <laughs> and that said casket is going into the fire and then it will be nothing. It's more. a Viking funeral. It'll be a Viking funeral that will, that will seed the water with my ash, <laughs> my wallet ash. See, and I thought maybe you were going to go that, uh, you're going to leave leave all the wallets to him, but you're going to make sure they were empty. Of course, that was the only thing. Or I leave him this, you know, this uh, this Indiana Jones size warehouse with crates full of just wallets, and just <laughs> promise him that there's like you know, a couple hundred shekels in one of them somewhere. All right, who else has got a weird horny kink? What? Nothing. Hmm? Michael, do you have a topic for us? Um. How about this? What drives you to collect what you collect? Maybe not the walls, because you, you said that you didn't know. Yeah, it's why. literally that is probably the closest to being a hoarder. I would say I am in that I have an impulse that I can't explain. Okay. Yeah, like, but I can find something else that you're talking about. Okay. Um, like for me, uh, I, I also um, collect D and D minis. Um, and I don't so much collect them as I have a large collection. Mm -hmm. um, oh, actually, I'm going to completely change streams. What would you <laughs> gentlemen say is the difference between collecting and having a collection? Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. I like that. You have to answer first, though. Yeah, for me, um, collecting is I'm going out looking for that specific thing because it will add to the mix it is something that i want that that is an enjoyment um having a collection is over time i bought stuff that all fit a category and i threw it into a box my dnd &D minis my video games uh, i have a collection of books i have a collection of comic books but they are comics that i thought would be interesting to read they were comics that i remember reading as a kid and now i found a copy as an adult uh they are things that I have a collection of, but didn't go out to build a specific collection of. I dig that. I think it's intent for me is. That's that's precisely what I was going to say is it's all about intent because there's <coughs> one group of things that you peruse and another group of things you use. So, mm. you know, it's like, like that. It's like I collect wallets but I use them, but I also, that's, that's okay. That's a weird one. I'm not going to go down that. But for example, I will say that I collect action figures. I don't use them at all. I, I collect them because they, that I can actually sort of go down the rabbit hole and explain it that seeing them reminds me of my youth. And when I think about that, then I'm, you know, bombarded with the sensory memories of that particular time. So I that that's the purpose they serve for me. It's recapturing that and having a visual reminder of it. The thing that I just have a collection of, this is an inside joke between my wife and I. For example, I have a small collection of um, corded headphones for 
iPads or your phone. Because every single time we would travel, before I had my son, we traveled with Vegas and cross country and stuff like a, a bunch. Every single time we go to the airport, I forgot my fucking headphones and I had to go buy a pair. It was, it became, that was my thing. Running and joke. it was just such a part of me. I never thought to bring my headphones and then she wouldn't say anything. And once we're at the airport, she says, aha, again. So I have a collection of headphones, like that sort of shit. Um, that's sort of by accident. But yeah, I think that we all have little collections. You know, you have the weekend warrior who has his collection of power tools. And then you have the folks who like crafty things and they have their collection of fucking, I don't know, weird scrapbook supplies like shears and things like that. And then you have the more purposeful minded things that we we do very clearly out of intention so i again long-winded way of saying i agree with intention so joe now you have the noble and uh unenviable duty of countering our decisions right <laughs> duty <laughs> duty oh man damn it he <laughs> stole my joke uh so well this one this is this is for michael not for you not for you all right so to me, when you use the word collection, I think you actually have to have something that you show, uh, you know, whether it be to others or to your, you know, whether it be something that you pass in the hallway or, you know, Art made a mention of his Beetlejuice toys. Uh, Michael, you made a mention of yourselves, which you kind of rotate on a regular basis, it sounds like. I think in order to have a collection, it has to be almost something that you're proud of. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because I used to collect comic books. So I would buy a lot of comic books and read through them each week and say like, oh, these are going to be worth a lot of money. You know, I'm buying these number one issues and everything else, you know, and, you know, board them up and put them in plastic bags. And this will end. Then after a while, I just grew tired of it. And it's like, I didn't really, and now they're locked in like a closet somewhere. And those issues might very well be worth something someday. I'm not really betting on it because it's, because, you know, they're kind of in, you know, big crowded boxes, you know, they're, they're, they're in bags, as I said, you know, and boarded, but I didn't, uh, I didn't put them away in like a, pristine method by like the different rating scales out there you know like a perfect 10 comic or perfect baseball card and and such you know i'm sure it's maybe half of that or something like that so i think i think collecting i don't want to equate it to forwarding <laughs> but it's it's something that brings you joy it's something that doesn't necessarily mean it's something you're proud of i think a collection is something you're proud of and want to display so that for me is the difference between collecting and having a collection so excellent say, question you say pride we say intent and our guests say what you guys are still talking great bastards i know all of you sorry what um okay very good love it what about uh i guess joe uh how much time we got left um time enough for if you have a quick topic or we can uh dive into some stickier things all right quick topic um even though you guys were just talking about buttholes a lot i'm not sure i want to dive into stickier things Ooh. all right uh, quick quick topic what is the one item 
you don't own that you would like to add to one of your current collections. And so I've made a mention of, you know, the BJJ Fanatics website, and uh, they have a bunch of videos of uh, of uh, John Danaher, who's basically the guru of jiu-jitsu out there. Um, uh, they also have videos from Gordon Ryan, who is probably the best uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner of all time, you know, living or dead. Um, the guy just can't be beat. Uh, you know, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, but in order to buy those videos, you have to pay out the ass. So like, you know, they have a John Danaher collection of like all of his videos that routinely go for like a thousand dollars. And it's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but if I had just won a hundred thousand dollars off a game show, well, Hey, <laughs> you know, I Art, can see that you? Joe Joe is really going to hold on to that one for a bit. Damn right. <laughs> it's a celebrity we have on this show now. <laughs> hey, I celebrity on, this is. I, I've been on a major network television show now. There that you go. True. See? <laughs> Art, what would you say is the one thing you would like to add that you don't know to one of uh, your collections? Uh, so one of the collections I have not mentioned is I am a fairly decent aficionado of the performer Tom Waits, and I have I have all of his music and I have vinyls for all of them, and I also do the limited release vinyls and yada 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 all that shit. But what I do not have from the man is a signature, and that is one thing I would really really like to get a hold of is a copy of his signature. And I know that there was a there was a movie I forgot which one it was that he um, he had done and they did a screening of it and a friend of mine works at the the Egyptian theater where they do these sort of screenings and so they you know every time they do a screening they have the actors that visit um, come through and then do a batch signing of posters that they sort of hoard in the back that they can release and sell slowly so that they can I guess fundraise or whatever. But uh, that was the last and the only time that I saw an accessible autograph from Tom Waits. Uh, and that was still way out of my price point. So that's one thing there. And you, Michael? Um, well, uh, there are two, really, for the, the sales. <laughs> um, even kind of three. Um, I would really love from the original... Um, the or from the X-Men the animated series in the opening credits there's this shot of Wolverine and they show his name and he you know swings his claws out and a cell from that set of images I that would be just cool I mean that is something that uh, I, I imagine you guys can hear in your head the theme music to that mm -hmm. TV show yeah um it's coming and, back <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and they've used that theme in a couple of the MCU things now as well, um, but it's like something like that that would just be awesome to have. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, similarly, um, and if I wanted to blow two grand, I I know where I could get one, um, but uh, from Dragon Ball Z, uh, a shot of Goku going Super Saiyan, all you know all full color, not just a sketch in a fighting pose. I think that'd be a, a really cool uh, add-on to the collection. 
Nice. Uh, and the third, um, they, when they did Batman, the animated series, they also did a Superman spinoff. And mm-hmm. they did several episodes where the two where it was both Batman and Superman. I would love a cell from that run that had both Batman and Superman on it. That would be pretty cool. Um, I like that. And I would like to paint something all over Art's face, which brings us to our next topic, right, Art? Oh! Ah, 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 Lex load. Yay, yay, yay! Oh, that never gets old. Um, (laughs) So you all are in for quite the treat this evening. uh, Oh, Because I don't have a news article this time. There's no jokes. There is. I'm going to go ahead and point my camera down. Although our... our Oh, great. We're going to see his junk. Sweet. This is one of my boxes of baseball memorabilia, which I have down here in the basement. Oh, look how we just happen to have that right by. I know. But dude, this is pretty awesome. So, so this, so I used to be a big into baseball cards um, bef- uh, when I was in between girlfriends, uh, and I no. had nothing else to spend. Not a lot. You guys are pretty much. Nerds. And now I, now I actually have to be mindful of the money I spent, which kind of sucks. But, but you know, uh, you, you know, that's a story for a different. But, but, but seriously, check out this shit. Here's a. Here's a baseball card, um, an autograph from from Bill Mazarowski. I'm trying to get the damn camera on it. So that's yeah. one of the ones you're talking about, where you like you straight up you bought the containers and you you really oh, yeah man took care actually of no shit. I think they came like this because I bought them off eBay. Uh, Bill Mazarowski was one of only two uh, players in MLB history who won a World Series on a home run. That was the 19. 19- 60 world series and that's his autograph along with bat pieces uh from one of his bats i'm guessing oh, it's, it's not the home run bat that's but pretty cool <laughs> uh, and that is only uh only 10 of these cards were made of which i own one uh let's see we also have autographs from ernie banks who just passed away a, a couple years ago mr cub uh, including bat pieces we have steve carlton one of the greatest pictures of all time his auto uh plus um pieces off of one of his jerseys let's see we got frank robinson we got ted williams shit. i love all these yeah, sports ball names you know i, I don't know of any of them right <laughs> i got a lot uh let's see uh willie mccovey he's in the hall of fame carl yastrzemski he's in the hall of fame jersey pieces of both uh yeah and the list goes on and on pedro martin Kinez, that that's a contemporary name. It's his autograph plus jersey pieces. I also have some cards, uh, not necessarily here in this box, but I do have some cards that are one of one, uh, that are the only ones in existence. Of course, that that brings <laughs> that brings up the obvious question: Well, if there's other one of ones, how rare are they? You, you know. So, so yeah. This is well, wait, so, I was gonna say. One of one would be there's literally one of one, right? They can't. Well, it, it's so. In other is it words, a gimmick is that what you're saying? Some of these, you know, one of ten cards. You know, I'm sure it's. I'm sure that the autograph was done at the same time, and that the bat pieces were taken off the same bat. But there's some that's like you know, specifically off one jersey or specifically off one bat or like a special bat or something like that. Is any of the shit going going to be worth something one day? You know, probably not but you know what it much like my wall well actually 
unlike Art's wallets, which are going on a Viking funeral with him. Um, <laughs> these are things that I'm going to pass on to my children and hopefully their grandchildren and so on and so forth until they're all stinking rich one day in the future, much better off than we could ever dream to be and not talking about dropping loads. And that is this week's Lex Load. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, I'm dropping Lex Load. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I make a point about that? I was in the wrong window trying to click the number. I was like, why aren't you doing it? And then I saw that. Uh, you it. had your plug already, Michael. <laughs> no, no, I, I just want to make a point on what you're talking about of some of these contemporary uh, signatures, memorabilia pieces, things that we value because they were from our childhood. Mm. There's got to be a sweet point in which to sell those. Right. We sell them, you know, when we're 60 or 70, when some other 60 or 70 year old out there who's richer than us at the time remembers that and is trying to recapture their youth. Because if if we give it to our grandkids and they try to sell um, a Jose Canseco baseball card, who the hell is going to care about Jose Canseco 100 years from now? Uh, that's true. They it's might get valid, hey, valid thoughts. Interesting that you bring that up. I don't know if either of you have ever watched a show, Antiques Roadshow. Uh, on only bits PBS. and pieces here and there, yeah. So one of the games that my wife and I like to play when we would watch old old episodes is they would basically have, you know, an episode from 10, 15 years ago or something like that, show what the price was then, and then there would be an update to show what the price would be nowadays. And we yeah. would guess, like, oh, the, does it stay the same? Has it doubled? Has it gone down? And there's a lot of times where, like you said, Michael, where the sweet spot is passed and the price is just plummeted. So it's, you know, <laughs> you know, it just depends. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit one of the things I like about cells is with uh, all of the streaming and so many shows continue to be digital. There, there's yeah, a kid who hasn't been born yet who will eventually watch X-Men, the animated series on an online streaming service somewhere and think it's just super cool and rad. And how could this have been 75 years ago? And he <laughs> might want a cell. That's right. It's like you never know what the future folks might want because of what they're into. Yeah. The only way we'll find out is to stick around and see. Right, Joe? And not die. And not die. Live forever. I have no plans to die anytime soon. Oh, well, there you go. You're that makes go. one of us. Oh, where's my... I don't even know where... Oh, there it is. Nope. That, oh, Jesus, I'm hitting all the wrong buttons. Stupid fingers. I think we're done, right? Yeah. They're just too fat. I probably. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wow. All right. Just because of that, Joe, Mike, would you please care to plug your television show as well as any other social media and projects you have? Because I just want Joe to listen to you a little bit more. Well, sure, I can absolutely do that. You can find me on USA Network Season 1, Snake of the Grass, Episode 6, uh, titled Bullying Behavior. Um... Uh, that uh, that premiered back uh, September of this year. You can also catch me on my weekly podcast, uh, Attackers of Opportunity, a D&D live play 5th uh, edition podcast 
uh, where we have voiceover actors, improv actors, uh, models, and the occasional reality TV personality uh, join us to play in a world of my own creation. Uh, we really try to make it sound as much like an audio book that's D&D rather than just the, the straight live play that are sometimes out there and sometimes those aren't the greatest. Um, uh, you can also, let's see, catch me on this podcast right here that you just listened to. Aren't you lucky? Yay! Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Michael Steinbach Official. <laughs> find me on Twitter at DM Steinbach. Uh, I think those are the mo- those are the big ones. Uh, and check out our podcast, Attackers of Opportunity, attackersofopportunity.com. Sweet! Joe, what oh, about you? Where do they find you? Just kidding. No, no one wants to find you. I've decided that I'm going to take more bats just in case I do get fisted. Good. Um, that's a good callback to our previous <laughs> episode. So uh, go back and listen to that one if you haven't had a chance to. I, I would certainly hope that your uh, uh, friends that like to roll around in BBJU, uh, you know, get your shower for them. I'm sorry, BJJ. Yeah, uh, listen, um, Mike, you need to go and listen to last week's episode. <laughs> That'll answer all your questions, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for joining us. I've been Art. That's been Joe. And that is always Michael. We have uh, pleasurably wasted your time. You can find us on the web at thatwasdisappointing.com. Facebook's really all we mess with, but we have the other ones if you want to follow us there. Make sure you email pixiestickwang at gmail.com. Send nudes and send rudes and send lewds because we need to get stoned. And uh, that's all we got, right, Joe? Perfect. Great. Okay. Um, that's oh, it. Play lewds. Okay. Now I get you. Oh. Where's my third? I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer, my heart. No more beer, my heart to cheer. Goodbye with you. I used to see you for seasons. So long. And you come in again. Again. Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was. Ugh. Now for a collection of Joe fucking things. I could fuck the Perseverance. I'd fuck a Wookiee. Yes, I'd fuck a zombie. I'd fuck an Oscar. I'd fuck Johnny Five. I'd fuck Tweaky. What the fuck?